You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Dude, I'm excited. You ready for this? We got some WWE talk, brother. Yes, sir. We got to recap the WWE draft, recap Monday Night Raw, and Friday Night SmackDown. We got a lot to cover. Let's get this, brother. Yes, sir. Here we go. Starting off with the WWE draft, night one happened on October 1st. On Friday Night SmackDown, round one, number one overall pick, Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, stays on SmackDown. WWE Champion Big E stays on Raw with their first pick of the night. SmackDown then picks up Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Raw counters that with Bianca Belair. In round two, SmackDown picks up the Scottish Terminator and Drew McIntyre. In round two, the Raw's first pick in the second round, they pick up the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bruh. So to counter that, Raw, I mean SmackDown would pick up the New Day. The New Day. That's right. And then Edge is the final pick of the second round for Raw. And then round three kicks off with Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss moving over to SmackDown, or staying on SmackDown in this matter, I believe. The WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H., are on Raw. Hit Row, which um, features Isaiah Swerve Scott, Top Dollar, Ante Adonis, and B-Fab, are on SmackDown. And Keith Bearcat Lee is the Raw pick for the end of the third round. In the fourth round, Naomi is picked first by SmackDown. Ray and Dominic Mysterio are picked up by Raw. Jeff Hardy moves over to SmackDown, and then Austin Theory moves over to Raw after four rounds. Then additional picks were announced um, early um, October 2nd on Saturday morning 
as Raw would pick up Akira Tozawa, uh, Alpha Academy, Apollo Crews, and Commander Aziz. So they would retain Dewdrop. They would pick up Drake Maverick, John Morrison retained, Nia Jax retained, 24-7 Champion Reggie retained, R-Truth retained, T-Bar, Selena Vega. And then SmackDown would pick up Alea, Drew Gulak, uh, Mace, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, Tony Storm. Are you ready for night two? So, what you're telling me is T-Bar and Mace have been split? Mm-hmm. Wow, this is going to be interesting. It definitely will be interesting. So, round two, or night two actually, starting with the first round, Raw with their first pick picks the man, SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. Interesting pick with the Raw's first pick on their opening night. SmackDown will counter that by making sure they retain the bloodline and keeping the Uso SmackDown Tag Team Champions, by the way, if that wasn't already made clear. Uh, Bobby Lashley was Raw's second pick in the first round. And then Sasha Banks closed out the first round for SmackDown. In round two, Raw is getting back the Monday Night Savior, Seth frickin' Rollins. Interesting. Yeah, man. Uh, round two, then uh, the first pick for SmackDown is Intercontinental Champion King Nakamura with Rick Boogs. Raw counters that with United States Champion Damian Priest. And then SmackDown grabs Sheamus Ooh. to end round two. That's an interesting. That's interesting because, you know, uh, this will switch it up for Sheamus because Sheamus been after the United States title for a while. So what's he going to do now? I think he might be chasing down the big dog here soon. That would be cool. One of a few people that could be chasing Drew down the big McIntyre. dog. Drew McIntyre as well. Yes, sir. I'm liking the competition being brought over by SmackDown to take on the bloodline and the head of the table. All right. Um, In the opening pick of the third round, AJ Styles and Almost stay on Raw. Shayna Baszler is taken by SmackDown. Kevin Owens is picked up by Raw. And Zia Lee is picked up by SmackDown. Round four, Raw brings back the Street Profits in their opening pick. Of round four. That's a good pick of the dirt. Yes, sir. And for a counter of that, SmackDown takes the Viking Raiders. Nice pick up there. Uh, Rob brings in the demon, Finn Balor. That's an interesting pick. And then SmackDown grabs Ricochet. Maybe Ricochet can finally get some momentum going since he's been kind of a nothing burger over on Raw as of late. All right. On the opening round of round five, Karrion Cross is picked is retained by Raw. SmackDown grabs Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. Raw retains Bliss and Cesaro is staying on SmackDown. Bro, it's just Angel Garza. It's Angel Garza. It's not Angel. It's Angel. It's Angel. Just are you were gonna tell me that it's Jesus, not Jesus, when it says in Spanish? It's Angel. No, it's Angel, Angel Garza. It's Angel. Like. I don't care what they say. They say Angel Garza, bro. I don't care what they say. It's You're white tarred. people. No. Okay. They're tarted. Anyways, round six, the final round of the actual rounds. Carmella is moving over to Raw. Ridge Holland is coming to SmackDown. Gable Stevenson, the soon-to-be WWE guy um, who's got to finish college first, is moving to Raw. And Sami Zayn is Retained on SmackDown. 
And then we had some additional picks after Raw went off the air. Raw picked up or retained the following. Dana Brooke, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, Jackson Riker, Veer, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, Tamina, and was there any more Ross? Yes, there is. Tegan Knox, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander, and The Miz. SmackDown uh, picked up Jinder Mahal and Shanky, uh, Natalia and Shotzi. Interesting. So they, they took Veer away from Jinder Mahal, huh? Yes, sir. That's kind of interesting to see that happening. It is, because they were kind of on a momentum right there. Yeah, and I kind of find it interesting that um, Morrison was actually a, a draft pick in, in a round where the Miz had to be a an additional pick named after. But he was Dusty on Raw. There might be, a, might be a little bit more problems coming between the Miz and Morrison here. Who knows, man? Miz Morrison might actually be um, got some bragging rights over the Miz now. So are you ready to talk about what all the action that happened on that Monday Night Raw? Let's do it, brother. First up, we had the United States champion Damian Priest taking on Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy got another opportunity at Damian Priest's United States Championship, and it was another wild match between the two. The charismatic enigma went to the top rope and planted Priest with a swanton bomb. Hardy appeared to have the title won, but the Archer of Infamy kicked out of a pin attempt, reversing it into a roll-up to get the three count and retain his title. Following the bout, Hardy was delivering an emotional message to the WWE Universe until Austin Theory burst onto the scene pretending to be a big fan. He had ulterior motives, though, however, and planted the legendary Hardy with a vicious attack to make a splash in his first night on Raw. Interesting way to kick off the Raw. Yeah, it is. What are your thoughts? Especially when, uh, well, I guess this is probably later on that Jeff found out that he's going to uh, SmackDown. Right. So it's like you made a statement on somebody that didn't even matter. Right, yeah, he kind of end up leave, ends up leaving. So, it's, I mean, I can get it. You're trying to make a huge impact by taking on one of the more well-known um, superstars on the roster at the time. Yeah. So it made sense at the time, but now after hindsight, it doesn't really matter. Rookie move, rookie move. All right. Next up, we have Shayna Baszler taking on Dana Brooke. The wicked Shayna Baszler made quick work of another opponent as she da- uh, defeated Dana Brooke with her patented cure food, a clutch submission. The Queen of Spades was undoubtedly looking to inflict more damage after the match until Dewdrop emerged to rescue Brooke and save her from a likely injury. Yeah, uh, Shayna Baszler lately, man. She's been uh, she's been out to hurt people. So uh, uh, thank God that Dewdrop came out and helped out Dana Brooke because. Uh, I like Dana Brooke. I wish they'd give her more of a push, dude, because she is just, she's athletic, she's big, she's, you know, she's good at what she does, man. Mm-hmm. And she's built. Former uh, Miss Universe uh, competitor, too. Yeah. So, she's definitely, and she's got the strength, exactly. to say the least. And, that. and that's that's what I like to see, too, is somebody who's got some strength, can, mm-hmm. can toss people around and just do their thing, man. Right, she's like a overly uh, morphed out version of Alexa Bliss <laughs> with her just her power. Oh yeah, uh, her uh, def- muscle definition because they're about the same height. So it's like five feet of fear times two because of just how uh, she is. All right, next up we had Garza and Cario taking on Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, the brand new co- tag team of cousins. Uh, Garza and uh, Cario look to claim another big win 
and they did just that at the expense of Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. After some further miscommunication between Mansoor and Ali, the handsome young duo went uh, went a little devious to get the win as Carrillo smashed Ali headfirst into the ring post, allowing Garza to pick up the win for the pinfall for the victory. Yeah, that's sometimes how it goes, man. A little, mm. little trickery, a little, uh, you know, something happened, get the roll up for the win, there you go. Yeah, I don't know what's been going on with Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, but ever since they've been connected, they've been having a hard time getting on the same page since yeah, they team up. I think the problem is, too, is Mustafa Ali is he's kind of one of them guys that likes to be by himself or be, the, like, the leader. Yeah. And Mansoor's like, I can, you know, I know he's not, like, a veteran or anything, but I mean, he he looks like a man that can hold his own, yeah. and he probably doesn't like take take too kindly to Mustafa Ali being you know kind of a jerk sometimes. And I think what um, bothers him too is the fact that he feels that this is more should be more of a fifty fifty. Not you're the leader, and I yeah. just your follower. Yeah, because I know that when they had the other a uh, couple of weeks ago when they had. Uh, uh, I think it was a six-man tag match where uh, Jeff Hardy was his was their partner. Mm-hmm. Um, Mustafa Ali was talking crap, and then Jeff came up and like, oh, we were just talking about how you'd be good for the match, and it was no Mustafa Ali was talking trash, and mm-hmm. and Mansoor was like, hey man, why not? He's he's a veteran. He's he's good. Why not have him on our team? Right. So. I think it's a difference of mindset, really, to be honest. Yeah, if they don't work something out soon, they're not going to be doing very much in the tag team division. Not at all. All right, and we had another tag match as Big E and Drew McIntyre teamed up to take on Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Dolph Ziggler and Roode were bold enough to interrupt Drew McIntyre and Big E right after the Scottish Warrior issued a challenge for the WWE Championship match to the current champion, triggering this impromptu tag team battle. The Dirty Dogs were in control, but Ian McIntyre eventually turned it around as McIntyre connected with Claymore on his former partner, Ziggler, for the win. Following the match, the WWE Champion accepted the Scottish Warriors Challenge for a title at WWE Crown Jewel. Interesting. So, so what happens here is if, if Drew wins, then he'll go to Raw. Or stay on Raw. Well, he was drafted. Well, not necessarily because we know there's a title match also happening between Lesnar and the Big Dog, and Lesnar's a free agent. Therefore, if he wins the title, he can just move over to Raw and take the Universal Championship with him. And there's that. And so then the WWE Championship. So just, we'll see what happens because this, this could shake everything up. Sounds like we're going to have a bunch of back and forth going on with these rosters until after Crown Jewel settles everything down. Oh, yeah. So, but I still don't like how it's on a Thursday, man. I'm like, what is this? In the middle of the day. Yeah. Our time. While everybody's at work and doing things, it's like, what are you guys doing? I think it well, I think it ends up being noon our time, which makes it 9 a.m. on the West Coast. Yeah. It's just like, dude, what? Why? Why? Exactly. You're like, why? 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 Indeed. Why? What are we doing here? I mean, I get it. There's... I can get it when you don't have it on the, on Sunday because I believe that's probably part of their religious belief. Uh, um, not doing something on a holy day. Uh, believe if I remember correctly, Muslims do fall Sunday as a holy day. Um, 
Therefore, they really aren't allowed to do the competition on a holiday, on on, you know, on the holy day, which I get. I understand. I respect that. So, but I don't get, why aren't we doing this on a Friday? Or why aren't we doing this on a Saturday? <laughs> yeah, and it just kind of sucks with the time difference. So, they're trying to do it on their time zone, which mm-hmm. I understand that. I get that. But uh, it, it just kind of sucks for all of us over here, like... Because you know how they are on social media, dude. Like, for those of us that are, you know, going to work or have something to do, we're going to watch it later. And, you know, social media has a good way of ruining things for people anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Ever since social media became the mainstream, basically almost mainstream media now, it's basically killed KFAB. Yeah. So, unfortunately. So, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so if you don't want to find out what happens to the crown jewel until a time that's more convenient to you, stay off, stay off social, social media. media and the WWE website. What sucks is you got to stay off social media pretty much the whole day. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. Unless, of course, you just happen to take the 21st off just so you can watch it live at 12 o'clock our time or 9 o'clock on the West Coast. And you got 9, 11, 10, <laughs> and 9. <laughs> 9, 10, 11, 12. Anyways, moving on. So the women's tag team champions, Rhea Ripley, took on... Natalia and Tamina. Glad to see Natalia back. Yes, man. Natalia and Tamina got their highly anticipated rematch for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. As But Rhea and Nikki were more than ready for the challenge, and it was a physical battle throughout. The end came when the Nightmare nailed Tamina with a riptide and proceeded to have the almost superhero climb her shoulders to deliver a big splash to retain the championship gold. Nice. Yeah, man. I mean... It seems like it was a fair match, and, uh, you know, I think, for me, that's how I'd want to lose. Mm-hmm. If I was fairly pinned, right. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, nothing dirty. Yeah. Nothing from outside interference. Straight up. Just straight up. Lost. Yeah, yeah. that's that's more respectful. Uh, respectful. Uh, so, I enjoy it, though. Uh, I like, I find this team... That we have as the tag team champions a little odd in the yeah. making, but it's been kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, they're interesting. They're they're both characters in their own right, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it is kind of odd. I don't, I'm not necessarily necessarily keen on the on Nikki Ash. I miss Nikki Cross, the grungier look, the mm-hmm. you know the. I don't know. I just I liked it. It was cool. I know it almost kind of seems like they feel they felt like they needed a way to fill the void left by Bailey's heel turn, and finally thought, well, maybe we could do it with this. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I, I like yeah I like Nikki Cross when she was just a little bit darker and a little bit evil. I liked it. <laughs> All right, all right. Next up, we had the Hall of Famer Goldberg. Calling out Bobby Lashley. Oh, Lord. The Hall of Famer returned to Raw with one goal to get Bobby Lashley one-on-one in the ring. The Almighty did not oblige him, though, on Monday night, but he did agree to go toe-to-toe with Goldberg at the Crown Jewel in a no-holds-barred match. Goldberg was elated to get the opportunity, so much so that when Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander tried to jump him from behind, he easily turned the tables and took out Benjamin with a devastating spear to send the ultimate message to the Almighty. 
Oh, this you isn't going to be good. You can try and send whatever message you want, but at the same time, when Bobby Lashley has been on the roll that Bobby Lashley has been on, and he's been pretty pissed off since he lost that title, mm-hmm. um, I don't care what he did to your son. To me, it, it still seemed like it was kind of a blatant accident. It wasn't something that was done on purpose. The dude... The kid got in the ring. Okay? You step between those ropes, there's there's a chance you're going to get hurt. And I understand trying to stand up for your dad, but that's the risk you take. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this, I just don't like it because the more Goldberg wrestles, the further his legacy is going down. Yeah, it's being tarnished more and more each and every passing match because he it's gotten it, worse it's each time. It's not good, dude. It's not good. Every time he faces somebody good, something happens to him. What happened with the Undertaker was unfortunate, but it happened. Yep. What happened with Bobby Lashley? Unfortunate, but it happened. Yep. And I don't even know if it was real a real friggin' knee thing because you see now, fake MVP was about it. Yeah. But, and I don't know if that chop block really hurt him that bad. And if it did, then it's like, dude, why are you wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been mishandled for a while, and unfortunately, it's just not going to get any prettier. And now we're making it a no holds barred match. I mean, that's just. To be honest, I'm scared for Goldberg right here. I mean, and you can't, can you, I don't, can you let him squash Lashley, though? You let him do it to Brock Lesnar. Why not let him do it to Lashley? It's not even like there's a title on the line. But you could do that with Lesnar because Lesnar's also a part-timer. Lashley is a full-timer. Can you let him squash a full-timer like that? Then again, they let him squash The Fiend, and we all know how that turned out. I'm just saying, though, it just doesn't seem like the smart thing to do. Um, You've already dropped the title off of him, so that way the title's not going to be involved in any way with this match. But then to sit there and turn around and have Lashley get squashed by Goldberg, you then you can't have Lashley come back for the title at least until next year, after um, um, what you call it, uh, the Rumble. Yeah, you either got to let him come back and win the Rumble, or be the guy that ends up challenging because whoever wins the Rumble is taking on um, the Universal Champion or yeah. what? However, the championships end up switching, or if anything switches, or whatever. It's just crazy because no matter what you do do right now, as far as storyline, we're gearing up for the Rumble, mm-hmm. and you don't want to make any big mistakes. Yeah, and this could be one of them. All right, yeah. let's we're gonna move on before we go on another tangent about yeah, something else. Right. Like that. So we had the New Day taking on the Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. A rivalry renewed as Woods and Kingston took on Benjamin and Alexander. After Benjamin and Alexander had been weakened by Goldberg, the New Day took advantage and sealed the deal when Woods flew high off the top rope to hit Alexander with a big elbow drop to triumph. After being drafted back to Monday Night Raw, the Street Profits arrived after the match to celebrate with the SmackDown-bound New Day. Gotta love it when they celebrate. Oh yeah! Man. Everybody got solo cups, and the and the street profits can bring back the red solo cups. But what's weird <laughs> is like, come on now, put them both on one show together. They haven't been on the show together yet. 
It's like, come on, man. I, I don't know. I don't even it would what. be a good rivalry, and they would have some good matches, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't get the why we turned around and split back up the, the New Day again. Yeah. We just get them temporarily. Because it's not like the New Day helped Big E win the title. Yeah. New Day didn't help Kofi win the title. Yeah. So they're not really each other's henchmen to help another one get a title. If they would have done that, Wood should have been champion by now, if that was the case. They let the guy who gets a title opportunity face his challenger, Mono Imano. Now, I think Woods, they need to get him, like, in the U.S. title hunt or something. Something would be nice. Um, Because I do think he's talented. I just don't think that, you know, they, they utilize him well enough. And mm-hmm. I think that if you build him up and say he's already won the, you know, tag team titles so many times. Right. It is time for that man to go out and prove himself as a singles competitor. I think it would be good. Yeah. Well, now it would be Intercontinental Champion. Oh, well, yeah. You know, you know, I know what I mean. But, yeah, so now it would be, now that he's SmackDown, it would be Intercontinental yeah. Champion into uh, the title hunt for that. Because we know the way they're having Roman run through everybody, they better not even have Woods even try that. Yeah, because that's just, that's just that's gonna look bad. But yes, an intercontinental run for uh, Woods would be fun, and I think that would be great for the new for day. New day, yeah. Um, to have everybody at least been a singles champion at one point or another, whether Woods is a WWE a high ranking WWE champion it is. Another show to debate. But. Well, just what, what frustrates me is now you're going to have the New Day versus the Usos all over again, all the time again. Yeah, basically. It's like there's no... It's You didn't switch up the tag team division around too much. No. And you should have put the Street Profits on the same show as the New Day. You would have added... You would have added to your to your uh, you know your division division your tag team division to have the capability of two really good high flying teams taking each I other mean, can on. You imagine, like like yeah, let, let's put it like this. Okay, yes. What if the Street Profits were on SmackDown with the New Day and the Usos? Mm, that's a that's great. Three imagine tag teams. that, dude. That's great. Three tag teams right there. We're seeing a lot of, of, of factions do stuff over in AEW. Yeah. Why not? All right. Well, but, again, WWE just likes to botch everything. All right. For the main event, we had Bianca Belair taking on Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. A massive main event to close out night two of the WWE draft. The As the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair met the Queen Charlotte Flair. The match lived up to the hype as the two former Raw, uh, former WrestleMania main eventers slugged it out, but the end came down when, uh, or but the end came when SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch emerged from behind the announce table to attack Bel uh, Air. As the man uh, aimed to do more damage to the EST, Sasha Banks came out to the ring to make sure that the night belonged to the boss, and she laid out both of her future WWE Crown Jewel opponents as Raw concluded. What a way to end Raw. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, Bianca Belair, I hope she gets the title back. If not, I hope at least she gets a fair shot at the Raw Women's title. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens now because as we already pointed out through the draft, 
the Raw champ, Raw, Raw Women's Champ is on SmackDown, and the SmackDown Women's Champion is on Raw. Yeah. This is going to be a weird freaking few weeks until we get through the crown jewel. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously, Becky has to drop the title at Crown Jewel, and then Charlotte's got to face somebody to drop the championship for the Raw. Well, wait a minute. Are, the, are what they going to do just like they did with the Street Poppets and New Day? They just switched the titles. Remember when they did that? They did that shit on TV, dude. They're just like, here you go. I'm like, dude. I mean, I guess. But it, I, we won't know until after Crown Jewel anyway, so. Right. This is going to be pandemonium and craziness. This is why they're doing it. They're setting it up this way. So, I mean, I get it. The people over there, they deserve a little happiness. And it's, it's really going to be a good event for them. Yeah. So, I, I get why they're doing it. They're... they're they're building up a good storyline to go into Crown Jewel. Yeah. All right. Next up, we are going to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Let's do it, brother. So we had the contract signing for the Triple Threat match to start off the night. SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks both refused to sit with the other combatants for the contract signing and instead planted themselves at ringside on, other, on either end of the squared circle. When Bianca Belair turned her attention toward an advancing Becky... Banks climbed into the ring and attacked uh, the EST of WWE from behind, lighting the fuse for an all-out brawl. The EST of WWE got the best of both her crown jewel opponents when she picked up both superstars on her shoulder, shoulder, uh, shoulders and KOD'd the man into the boss through the table. What a statement by Bel Air on Friday night. Yeah, that statement needed to be made because, you know, a lot of people... Are looking at her like she's soft. She ain't nobody soft, dude. And she, she can kick some ass in that ring. And that's part of the reason why she was the SmackDown Women's Champion. And I think that, you know, she has a good chance of doing that again. Yes, sir. All right. So, as announced by WWE, there is the King of the Ring Tournament again. But also starting this year, we're going to have the Queen's Crown Tournament as well. I like that. I like that. That's cool. Yes, sir. Starting off with Sami Zayn and Rey Mysterio for an opportunity to advance to the semifinals of the King of the Ring Tournament. A disgruntled Dominic Mysterio opted to hang out in the backstage area while his dad, Rey Mysterio, battled Sami Zayn in the opening match of the 2021 King of the Ring Tournament. Dominic soon emerged, however, and when Zayn attempted to untie the turnbuckle to use against his father, the young Mysterio climbed up on the apron to tie it back up. This caused a distraction that allowed the master strategist to roll up Ray in the final moments and advance to the semifinals. Some major tension happening between the Mysterios right now. I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Yeah, dude, this is this is going to be a counter, uh, powder keg. Uh, I think eventually... It will be Mysterio versus Mysterio. Yeah, and I've also seen recently that the um, Dominic's own endgame is to take his dad's name at some point, take over the Mysterio um, um, character. So it's going to be interesting to see if it's um, father versus son for the right to be the new Mysterio, Mysterio the main Mysterio. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about this <laughs> is you're setting the kid up to be a bad guy. Then there's that. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So, uh, because everybody loves Ray Ray. Yeah. All right. Next up in the first in the first match of the Queen's Crown Tournament, 
Selena Vega took on Tony Storm for the opportunity to move to the semifinals. The determined Selena Vega fought, outfought Tony Storm to advance to the semifinals for the first ever Queen's Tournament or Queen's Crown Tournament, reversing the Wild Child of the '80s to neutralize her with an earth-shattering Code Red. Yeah, man, Selena Vega, she's she's highly talented mm-hmm. and highly underrated, dude. Yes, sir. Um, I think for the longest time, that's what really frustrated me about her being a valet, is because. It's like, why aren't you utilizing her on the roster? So to see her get this, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. I don't like she did it against Tony Storm because I like Tony Storm, but right. it is what it is. Yes, sir. All right, Roman's uh, questioned his <laughs> advisor, Paul Heyman. Although Rome, Universal Roman Reigns um, told the WWE Universe to acknowledge Paul Heyman for making sure the Usos were drafted to SmackDown, the head of the table also insisted that a special counsel come clean on whether he used the same negotiating skills to make sure Brock Lesnar became a free agent. As Heyman pleaded his case for why he would never do such a thing, though, the Universal Champion shifted gears and demanded that his wise man look into the camera and explain to Lesnar why Reigns would defeat the Beast at WWE Crown Jewel. In turn, Heyman delivered a very personal address to Lesnar and stated that Reigns would absolutely triumph at the 20, October 21st special event. There's a little tension there in the head of the table and the bloodline going on right now. Yeah, I've got a really bad feeling that that Heyman is going to be the deciding factor in this match. Yeah, it's really starting to look like that's going to be the case in this one. Because, you know, Brock is his guy. No matter what, so right, and we all thought that Brock was never coming back, so Heyman had to move on, and now that we got Brock back, yeah, yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting to say the least. All right, next up we had another match for the semifinals for the Queen's Crown Tournament as Carmella took on Liv Morgan, the self-professed most beautiful woman in all of WWE. Overcame Liv Morgan when she caught her adversary in the ropes and blasted her with a super kick for the three count. That will allow her to advance to the semifinals tournament against Selena Vega. Whoa, we just all of a sudden just stopped Liv Morgan's momentum for Carmella? Again? That is just... Unfortunately, dude. And, uh... Oh, my God, yeah, dude. Liv Morgan is the future of WWE. I think she's she's that damn good, that damn talented, and... Ugh. This sucks. Well, if she ain't the future of WWE, she'll probably be the future of AEW at some oh, point. Oh, yes. Because of the way they keep... They finally got her going, and then they just squashed her momentum that quickly. It's ridiculous. It, it's the writing. It's because they pick their favorites, and they roll with it. And yeah. Yeah, okay, well, you can all have the Phantom of the, Phantom of the Opera right now, but I'd rather have Liv Morgan. Yes, and if y'all don't know that she wore a mask because she had her broken nose, so she had to wear a protective mask over her face. Yeah. And she looks like the Phantom of the Opera now. Anyways, so Kevin Owens invaded Happy Talk and paid the price in a two-on-one assault. Although Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss uh, preferred to joke around on Happy Talk, Owens was out for payback as he charged the ring. Nonetheless, Corbin and Moss had the last left as they took down Kevin Owens. Excuse me. Yeah. Not very wise on Kevin Owens. What are they doing with Kevin Owens? I know I've never really liked Kevin Owens, but really, what the hell have they been doing to him? Uh, yeah, dude, I think this sucks because 
Kevin Owens is kind of, he's one of them characters that just, whether you either love him or you hate him, and for some reason it seems like he'll get momentum and then it'll be gone just like that. So I don't know what's going on with this whole situation, but um, yeah, he needs to be back in the title hunt somewhere. Yeah, because this is just getting kind of ridiculous. I mean, I, I like I said, I never really cared for Owens as a, much of a character or wrestler, but to see him going from great matches with the Universal Champion Roman Reigns to now being a equivalent to what a jobber for Happy Corbin is ridiculous. What is Happy Corbin? Come on, dude. Well, remember, he was sad, Corbin, because he lost his King of the Ring crown to yeah. Nakamura, and then <laughs> and then he was broke, and then uh, all this yeah, other shit. This then he went to Vegas at SummerSlam, though he lost an opportunity to beat Big E, still went to the casinos and won back millions of dollars in betting, and now he's Happy Corbin again. This is dumb. Or he's happy, Corbin, at least now. So, I don't know. All right, we had Finn Balor taking on Cesaro for an opportunity to advance to the semifinals of the King of the Ring tournament. An extremely hot, hard-fought contest. The Prince Finn Balor reigned supreme over the Swiss Superman Cesaro with a coup de grace to advance and face Sami Zayn in the semifinals Ooh. of the 2021 King of the Ring tournament. This was a good match. Um, unfortunately, again, Cesaro is another one that's been kind of been put to the wayside after another um, pushed, championship. and then stopped, and then pushed, and, and then, then stopped. stopped. And it's just getting ridiculous because he's deserved a chance to continue to be within the range of a championship opportunity, but they just don't give it to him. Same with Finn Balor, of course. Um, so this one, I could have gone either way and been happy with. So, Because um, who, whoever won anyways, I was still going to root over Sami Zayn. To say the least. So, oh, yeah. So, um, either way, I was fine with it, but still, it's just like Cesaro just doesn't really get the respect he deserves. And it's kind of nice to see Balor kind of rebound after a dismal opportunity and extreme rules. Yeah. All right, and finally, to end the night, we had Edge and Rollins <laughs> squaring off. One week after he invaded Edge's home, a gloating Seth Rollins challenged his adversary to a match and demanded an answer. In response, the rated R superstar charged into the ring in search of retribution and unleashed a vicious attack on the visionary of Drip. The enraged ultimate opportunist then accepted Rollins' challenge as he screamed that it would be him and Seth Rollins inside hell in a cell at the Crown Jewel. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's two... We had a no holds barred match announced on Monday Night Raw, and now we have a Hell in a Cell match. That's two more badass matches than we got over in Extreme Rules. Right. What the hell is that? Plus, you add in the triple threat match for the Women's SmackDown Championship. We have three. Compared to two. What is that? Yeah. I is Crown so. Jewel all of a sudden the new Extreme Rules? I guess so. We're going to have to watch it, aren't we? Good lord! I can't wait to see this match in hell and so. It's gonna be a good match, dude. Especially the animosity between the animosity between these two men. And it's funny; they're it's gonna spill over to Raw anyways because they're both going to Raw. Oh, yeah. They were both drafted to Raw, so 
the animosity just will continue on Raw. It's going to be great. Yep. I'm loving it. Can't wait to watch it. It's going to be fun. I can tell you that for sure. Definitely, brother. I find it funny, though, that Becky Lynch comes back to be Women SmackDown champion, to be with her husband, only to then to eventually be drafted back to Raw anyway. So, to raw. It makes you wonder what are they doing with these titles? Are they just gonna switch them like they did the, <laughs> the tag titles that one year? I guess I don't know. Wasn't that just last year at the yeah. draft last year? I yeah. think so. I don't know, man. I'm not WWE writer, so I can't tell you. But I can tell you one thing: if something doesn't happen for uh, Cesaro or Kevin Owens, that starts looking a lot better. I'm sure they might be thinking about moving to Jacksonville soon. Oh yes, Jacksonville could use them. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. Because uh, <laughs> they'd probably be treated with a little bit more dignity and respect. Especially when it comes to title pictures. All right, man. So that will do it for us for WWE Talk. It was another great episode. I enjoyed it. Was, it. it was fun, man. Yes, sir. We'll be back with uh, Baseball Basketball Talk tomorrow. We got a lot of catching up to do with the MLB playoffs. Really starting to heat up now in the division series. And, then, of course, we give our predictions on the NBA season. On then Tuesday, we'll be back again with more uh, NASCAR football talk. We have some insider news to talk about for NASCAR. Yes, Can't wait to we talk do. about that. Oh, man. It's going to be an interesting um, show on Tuesday because we got insider information on NASCAR. Of course, we got the race to recap. Football's been exciting all day today, and I can't wait for football tomorrow because it just can't get much better than it already has been. The Red River Showdown was but wait, astonishing. But wait, there's more. There is. Red River Showdown was amazing. Uh, you had a great matchup in the Big Ten uh, today. Just so much going on. It's been great. Yeah, man. Football. Football. The Ducks were off, so I didn't have to care today about <laughs> whether or not my team won because, yeah, referees. Yeah. And then, of course, we got to also talk about the great Thursday night game that uh, almost ended up being a nightmare for me, but, you know, to say the least, it didn't, and we're okay with that. Yep. And then, of course, uh, Thursday we'll be back with more AEW talk as the things are starting to heat up there. Can't wait to see when uh, Adam Hangman Page gets his title opportunity and plus what's going on between Daniel Bryan and the and the Super Elite or Super Click or whatever the hell they're going to call themselves Brian this next Danielson. week. Yeah, Brian Danielson. My bad. It's Daniel Bryan to me, man. I'm still in WWE mode. It's my bad. <laughs> Got it. Switch that out of my head. I'm going to go back to It is. It's weird, dude. Uh, But, you know, it is what it is. And Mm -hmm. I'm happy to see him him thriving over there and getting opportunities. Well, yeah, we also got to get to talk about a great Sunday night game, too, tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Bill's Chiefs, baby, at Arrowhead. That's going to be a game. Oh, yeah, brother. I can't wait. And then, of course, the Monday night game is probably going to be lackluster because it features the Colts. So... Yeah, we'll see what happens because, you know, we, we've said that about a couple games and they actually turned out to be some pretty damn good games. So we'll right. See. Yes, sir. So we'll have that more for you this week. And as always, Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Keep on talking sports.
Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sports talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.